I am, uh, well, let's see, I guess a 20-year Raleigh entrepreneur. Um, so I've been here doing business for um, since, I guess, 96. So uh, local entrepreneur, uh, pretty much in the um, bootstrap e-commerce world uh, during my professional career. So I uh, started a number of websites. One of them is called Canvas On Demand. Which is? We take photos and upload them. Uh, you upload them on the Internet, and we turn them into Canvas artwork. I may have purchased from you, actually, now that I think about it. There, there is an excellent chance. 2010, we sold the company to a company called Cafe Press. But Canvas On Demand is the, the world's largest provider of on-demand Canvas printing. They, uh, they're over by the airport uh, here in RDU, and uh, we no longer work with them as, as we sold the company, but, uh, but they're a great company. They make 10,000 canvases a day over there. That's crazy. It, it, That's it, awesome. Oh, it, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So then you got out of the entrepreneurial business and decided to go into stopping slavery, as I read on your bio. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, was the, it was the natural pivot. Really. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, at, at the time, so this was just a little over three years ago, I was I was the chief marketing officer of a public company and trying to figure out uh, what I wanted to do next, kind of going through this, you know, I've the success to significance uh, mental game of I'd had some some level of success in the business world. How do I turn this into monumental uh, value to the planet? And so decided to step out of the business world and launch the Audacity Factory, which is uh, at that time was a 501c3, taking the things that, that I know how to do, the talents that I have in, in marketing things on the Internet and apply them to significant nonprofit uh, projects around the world. And uh, one of them that, that my wife and I had gotten involved with uh, about three or four years earlier was uh, anti-trafficking work. Uh, and then. Honestly, over the past three years, I would love to lay it out as there was a master plan, but it it was kind of a slow boil for me. And um, the this kind of incubator that we started with the Audacity Factory became 100% focused on trafficking, and then um, and then expanded into looking at globally modern slavery at large, the, the much bigger picture of, of slavery that exists in the world, and and then led us to taking over the world's largest abolition movement, which is called Walk Free, in uh, February of 2016. We now have uh, 8 million uh, historical users of our platform. We've had over 17 million online actions of people who uh, want to see a world free of slavery and have run over, we're just coming up on our 100th uh, petition campaign around the world to to see to see that happen which is uh to see slavery eradicated from the earth so before we move on to the next uh, next question what's what is the website for walk free is it walkfree.org yep walkfree.org our timing is a little awkward because this is our last two weeks as walkfree.org and we're rebranding uh to a new brand in uh on february 15th but it it, it all gets too confusing when you start telling the telling the story so we just stick with walk free yeah and there'll be a push forward i'm sure if somebody that dials in walk free they'll go to the new web right 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Gotcha. Well, um, we had uh, yesterday Christina Tipton. She runs a ministry out of Flint, Michigan, called the Tipton Ministries, and it's all about uh, boots on the ground, going to the strip clubs, going to the massage parlors, going to all the places where human trafficking is highest in their community to help these girls and uh, sometimes guys, as we learned yesterday, come out of it. And we asked uh, Christina, you know what, if if I'm a not a victim, but if I'm the parent of a victim or I know somebody who might be into that, a couple things in, in your experience, in your knowledge of this, um, how, do we, how, does, how does someone know who's not in it that somebody you love is in it or possibly toying with it, not necessarily from the standpoint of, of making it happen, but victim? For us, we, we think a tremendous amount about uh, survivors of trafficking and slavery around the world. Be- before they become a survivor, they are, they are a victim while they're being trafficked. You know, there's there's a, a few different areas to think about, which is the prevention side of it uh, up front, which is a matter of trying to educate people who are in a position to be exploited. So, you know, the, 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 the one thing that, that we miss a lot when we talk about trafficking is we miss the point that typically trafficking situations happen when there's a vulnerable person who is open for exploitation. So whether it's, it's a, a, a young person who is, uh, who's run away from home, which, which we see that a lot here in the United States, um, they're in a vulnerable position to be exploited, or it's a migratory worker who has come into the United States uh, trying to seek a better life for their family, which we're hearing a lot about this particular situation in the news right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in a position to be exploited. And so it's a matter of getting in front of those and trying to uh, build a uh, system and boots on the ground uh, awareness and solutions in that case to avoid the exploitation to happen. Um, one, of, one of the reasons why, one of the things that's impassioned me most about you know, the, the, the global topic of trafficking and slavery is that traditionally, those who find themselves to initially be victims and then uh, hopefully to become survivors of it are people who, who want to work. These are people who, who are looking to earn an income in some way, shape, or form. And whether it's to take care of their families or to pay off debt or the, the same reasons why the rest of us uh, want to make an income, they have that same desire. And instead of being met with a fair, uh, legal way for them to fulfill that dream, instead they're met with exploitation. And it, it's, it's that piece of the process that really starts to get my goat when, when it's people who actually, you know, they they want to do the work. They want to get their hands dirty and do something, but um, instead they're met with with someone who wants to make money uh, off them. How big is the problem here in the Triangle area in the Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill area? In North Carolina at large, uh, we're seeing an increase in cases that are being presented. Both the, there's an organization called Project Fight within the United Way, as well as uh, a number of. Uh, uh, lawyer groups that are that are working to represent uh, victims of trafficking and they're they're all seeing increases in the number of reports and and increases in the hundreds mm. you know this isn't like one this isn't one or two cases in in the state you know a year we're we're talking about hundreds of cases of 
of reports of trafficking or slavery in the state of North Carolina. Now, um, the the part that that we spend a lot of time focusing on that gets very much overlooked here in the United States is the labor side of trafficking. And the reality is, is that when you look globally um, at, at the topic, here in the States, we hear a lot about sex trafficking. Right. And, and it is, it is a, a, a very significant part of the, the global trafficking issue. But the reality is, is that almost 70% of all global slavery, which trafficking is a, is a form of slavery, is labor. And the labor side is actually the side that relates most to our everyday lives. The reality is, is that the United Nations estimates that the global issue of modern slavery is a $150 billion industry the second largest illegal industry in the world behind drugs and right above illegal arms are human beings. And the only way that they can put a number on it, $150 billion, is if there's actually commerce happening. And if there's commerce happening, that means that, that there are consumers. And the reality is, is that the consumers of global trafficking is, are traditionally us regular folks yeah. who don't know that the products that we're using or the clothes that we're wearing or the food that we're eating has somehow been touched by trafficking uh, in the supply chains. And so we, we believe that, that the way to wake the world up on this topic is to start to, to make it very clear for people to understand that this problem is, is not just something that's, that's uh, happening to other people, but it's something that we're very much a part of the, the, the chain of the problem. Speaking of, uh, you know, you talked about getting people to realize things. How about, and you talked about workfree.org and 8 million historical subscribers and 17 million actions. I think those are the two statistics. Are there other, you know, this whole issue of human trafficking, whether it's sex trafficking or labor trafficking, are there other things that we can point to in the last couple of years of saying, yeah, you know what, we are making progress in this fight. It isn't a lost cause. It is something that we can do something about. Absolutely. One of the first things that I feel like I always have to do when I'm talking about the subject is let people know that there is, there is absolutely hope. And there are incredible things happening in the, locally and in the global movement to eradicate trafficking and slavery from the world. Specifically, uh, we're watching for the first time uh, large governments taking steps towards really good law and upholding uh, companies from to to ask them to keep clean supply chains and be aware of their supply chains. In addition, for the first time ever, we've started to see funds that are being deployed into the trafficking and modern slavery space. You know, historically, this has been one of the least funded areas of humanitarian effort in history, which is, which is a little mind-blowing to me hmm. because it's also one of the most prolific uh, forms of exploitation in all of history. Slavery has been around for as long as their man has been around. Right. And however, the the amount of money that's deployed to the topic is is nominal. 
And so we've started to see not only in the private sector, so philanthropy increased by two or three hundred percent in the past five years, even. Uh, but we've started to see government investment globally in uh, modernized countries and um, and also third world nations beginning to to unpack some financial influence into the area and actually start spending some money to to work on eradicating the issue. So I would say that, you know, even over the past five years, we've seen more of a coordinated effort globally of what we call the 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 last and final abolition movement, the 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 final movement to abolish trafficking and slavery from the face of the earth. And um, we're very hopeful and excited and uh, and work diligently every day with millions of other people that are. How can people in um, in Raleigh Durham how how can how can someone help help you and help your organization? Well, first, yeah. So so first of all, we always take a stance of if you're interested in the topic, uh, go online and find organizations that are involved in the fight, and find one of those organizations and invest in them. Uh, invest financially and invest in your time. Uh, we're we're all excited when someone calls us and says, I'd like to get involved. How can I help? Um, and so finding an organization and supporting them, and there's, there's lots of great ones here in the Triangle. Um, we, we, always, we always recommend that. The other is education, self-learning, and to just start to understand the, the realities of this issue in our area as far as uh, trafficking goes. And then outside of our area, uh, as far as the topic of trafficking and slavery and supply chains and in products, there's plenty to read about. There's plenty to learn about online and and us beginning to educate ourselves, we believe, is the first step. So we we believe that there's a social change that needs to happen in our world today, just as we've seen a social change with uh, with smoking in the past 15 years um, where where we've all decided it's absolutely unacceptable to light up a cigarette in a public place, the world should also think that it's absolutely unacceptable that human beings are controlled by other human beings through force, fraud, or coercion for benefit. It's just unacceptable for slavery to exist in our world today. Amen to that. Joe, it's just been amazing to get to know you on the phone and to understand the the depth and and how big this issue is and, and to know that there's someone right here in the Triangle that's working so hard on it. Thank you so much for spending time with us. It's our honor to get to uh, to do the work. Thank you for having me.